See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. It, it doesn't know things, and then it's dumb. But now it does know things. So, hey, we're back. But do we know things? <laughs> not not much. Not this really. is Slow Row on a Go-Go, show 186. Is that right? Question oh, is mark? that yeah. many? Oh, my 186. Gosh. That's a lot of shows. So, I guess we do know some things about some things. Well, we, at least we, we think we yeah, do. We, yeah, we think we do. We pretend we do. We think we can. We Are we still we getting, can. like, uh, good numbers from people out there in the... Oh, yeah, Germany, France. Germany, yeah. a lot of German, which cool. is awesome. Cool. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're more German than I am. Yeah. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Both of my bloodlines were are, are very German. So oh, I yeah, didn't know that. oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You're from Pennsylvania, so that part of the country. Pennsylvania know. Dutch. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Dutch. Anyway. So. So this is Slow Robert Go Go, the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies. My name's Mal. With me as always, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. And uh, yeah. So what do we do? We actually um. We have topics today. We have topics today we're going to talk about a little bit, you know. we didn't uh, watch any other movies. Yeah, I watched... The only thing I watched was uh, uh, Slow Robot... Um, no, Slow Robot. Robot Chicken oh. um, Star Wars special came in the Netflix... And uh, I actually think that, that slow, the, the, the Robot, Robot Chicken, Chicken is very funny. It's a very eclectic, silly show, but the the Star Wars treatment was good. It was, okay. a, it was a fun special. I liked it a All lot. All right, sounds you know. good. Other than that, what's you, you, we each? At first, I thought we'd each do the same topic, but that didn't work. So now we're each doing our own topic. What's your topic this week? Uh, my topic is, and it may change, but uh, my, my feelings change. on it, it may change. It might turn into like, why the hell did gas go up like ten cents in the past week? I mean, you know, besides the obvious Middle Eastern, you know, problems or whatever. Wait, other but, than gas, though, man, freaking groceries. Yeah, groceries have skyrocketed. Like, yeah. like our buying power is not what it used to be. Trust me. No, I mean man. just eggs. Like they were used to be like a dollar nine. Now they're like three bucks or four bucks for a. It's just like yeah. I'm like no, wait no, what? We're getting hosed on every level, but <laughs> let we'll talk about that maybe on BOD or something like that about how we're That'd getting hosed idea. by uh by the powers that be on all on <laughs> all sides or whatever. Yes, um, but except anyway. for the raised side. Yeah, except uh. for the yeah exactly. Okay. Um. So anyway, my topic is. Why I h- hate mainstream media. Okay. Either movies, music, you name it. All right. This should be good. Um, Lots of hate and rage. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I guess I've always been like this in a way, you know, even when I was a kid. But then when I was a kid, you know, you're, you're soaking it in, so you haven't made a decision-making and, process Yeah, in, in, in Japan they call it a child's eyes. Even like adults. Exactly. When you walk in and you have... You don't have preconceived notions. It's a very good thing to have child's eyes, where you you're seeing things for as, first time without, with the first time without any prejudice, uh, prejudice, any hatred towards it. But those that usually generally quick, quickly goes away. Uh, It'll go away like after maybe after you, you get know, taken about three or four times, or after you get duped by. Somebody. I would say with me, it started happening with like I was. Maybe 10 or 11 or whatever, mm. you know, you start making decisions, you know, like you start making like critical evaluations for whatever that may be. And you go like, hey, I think I, I like that other version of this better. Or, you mm. know, I, I remember this story before, but... Well, you think for yourself a little bit. You start thinking for yourself, your brain starts getting bigger. Well, that happens a lot, of course, with music. People always like the music that they heard in their household. Yeah. Until they hit uh, adolescence when they have to rebel against everything. Then they make their own choices. But usually, even that old music that that your parents played, you you still like. Well, you, you know, know, you know, it's interesting you say that because for me it ended really quickly. Because at first, when I was <laughs> you don't a like kid, samba. <laughs> well, <laughs> at first, when I was a kid, you know, we had like the you know the records, <laughs> the Latin <laughs> records, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then in like you know in '64, this band came over and changed everything. Wow! So was by it the, Black Sabbath? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was the early version of Black Sabbath. <laughs> Good. But um, at any rate, yeah, they changed everything when I was like six years old or whatever. So I pretty quickly I'd learned not to like my parents' music, and but now I like it a lot better. That, well, that's that's what happens after you get through your re- rebellious stage. 
you still like the stuff you like, but then you you just start liking the other stuff too. You know, there's yeah. no reason I should listen to Three Dog Night or uh, Fifth Dimension or uh, Deep Purple. Well, Deep Purple, yeah, of course yeah, I like yeah. them. That was my parents' music. When you're so rebelling I against, you know. Well, yeah, when I was doing all my other stuff, the metal and hardcore and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you'd be you know? kind of like, considered kind of like, I don't know, sketch if you're like, hey, can we play this like Perry Como record right now? <laughs> hey, I know we're rocking out to some Black Flag. I got this awesome A-track. It's Three Dog Night. You'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm not friends with them anymore. That's I got sad. some Connie Francis here. Wait, can we do like a change yeah. of pace? And, yeah, it might not. It might not work, but but at any rate, um, what was I saying? I forgot my... Anyway, so I, as a kid, yeah, you're exposed to it, and you become like a fan of mainstream media, and then as the years go on, you start being more critical and more critical, and then, and then you know, some people do. You start like, here's the other thing, too, and now I'm critical of reviewers. Then you start reading reviews, and, oh. you know, because in the paper, you start, you know, you want to, before you see the movie or you buy the record or whatever... You know, you got guys telling you how good and bad it is, and then you start forming a different critical opinion. Yeah, so like, how do they know what I like? Then you become a quote-unquote connoisseur or of some sort, or Jeez. a connoisseur of some sort. So then, then you, they screw your brain even worse. So you get to the point where it's like, well, uh, you know, um, bubblegum music is for little kids. It's for girls. I like. Black Sabbath, which is a, probably a right, a good thing, but then some guy he comes along and tells you that Black Sabbath sucks, and you really should like just a boy Blue, band, Blue uh, Oyster Cult yeah, or somebody yeah. like that, because they're smarter or whatever, you know. So the Thinking kind of, Man's Metal Group. Yeah, there you go, the Thinking Man's Metal. So that is, but at any rate, that happens. You know, your brain becomes more critical, and 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 if you happen to go like to art school with me, then they screw you even more up. So. It's a jumbled mess in there. At some point, you just say, "Screw it! If if it if I like it, I'm gonna like you know react to it and, and favorably or whatever." So at any rate, when you become a certain age, like 16 or 17, you you pretty much hate mainstream medium for the most part because it's just like you consider it pablum. It's just like Disney. Or it's just like, you know, dramas that, you know, or just like, what, you're told to what like. do I want to watch this crap my parents are already going through? I want to escape. So you become escapist and you look and you find things that are different or whatever, or, um, you know, just, <clears throat> or more like, you know, f- affect you more viscerally or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, so by the time you're 20, you pretty much have maybe 20, maybe 20 to 30, you have a set pattern <clears throat> of what you like. Right. By the time you get into your 30s, 40s, I don't know, I'm just speaking for myself, it just seems like it just gets regurgitated even more. So now it's not even the the first version or the second version. Now you're getting the third the version of it, version of, yeah. which which gets prettied up and glossied up or whatever. How many times have they repackaged punk? Well, we'll talk about that in Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. On. But I, you know what I mean? Like, A lot. Like the, always. You know, like the the like even now they have oh yeah whatever I don't even know how many bands that you could say it for but like even kids now they're like oh they're so punk you're like they're not punk they're well if you really you know, think I don't about know. it when we talk about our our your movie mm. the way these guys were running around traveling it's almost like I was thinking well you know what if these guys were punk then the Beatles in 1961 playing in the Cavern Club were well, punk too no I mean this is all well we'll talk more we'll talk depth, about that but more. that that's like every band. Like what they were showing us, they I mean th- that every band goes through that when they're starting out, I think. I don't know the, about any more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean I don't know about any more. But, but yeah, yeah, small tour stuff. But, but anyway, right. as as we get older, we just kind of like see the same thing well, repeat, most, repeated most people over, settle over in and over just again. accept it though. But like, I don't you know I, I mean like a lot of people just go, "Meh," and then they start saying, "You're right. Frasier is really funny and smart." And and, and watching movies they're like they just they're like they just fall into the yeah, I guess this is funny now. And, you yeah, know, but but nowadays, it just seems like I mean, you know, punk was cynical, but mm. it almost was like a good kind of cynical. Today, I see media as cynical, but not a good kind of cynical. Like kind of like yeah, they want to keep you angry and, and scared. Yeah, and they make a lot of money too. You know, yeah, like that's <laughs> the only thing news is punk was not to make a lot of money. No, these guys are being cynical and want to make you scared, and they're out to make billions of yeah. dollars the you good know? the good ones were out there to, to incite fear you know like some yeah. of the first punks came along uh, like um, i always i often reference them like the juggalos of icp they incited riots like when they first now they're probably i mean now they're, but just they're not money. really punk we're no 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 but i mean yeah. like they're the same vein where they're like they're so anti-social 
they want to destroy things. They want to cause right, bad right. things to happen. You but, know, you know, and, but and the punks of back then from the movie we'll talk about later almost seem kind of quaint in their in their belief systems or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was like so. Because it was like they were trying to be hard and stuff like that, but I, you know, they, I mean, they're, they're just kids, though. That's the bottom line. They were just line. kids, you they're, know. E- no matter how hardcore, they're just kids. They're just kids, you Even know. Even Me- like Metallica when they were touring and they were drinking people, drinking and nonstop. They're just they were just a bunch of kids, you they're know just what I mean? Kids. Like Beatles, kids. They didn't have they they. That's why they were so fresh and exciting because they didn't have all that. No, 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 you can't. They just did. But you when know, you but uh, when you get in that in that in that um, you know genre, they started out kid, but ten years later they look like old weathered guys <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Oh, you know, yeah. All of them do. Even the Beatles. The Beatles started out early sixties. By the time of sixty five, sixty seven, when they had beards and different hair, they looked like old guys compared to like four years earlier. You know, oh, yeah. and it's like a lot of aging or whatever. But at any rate, it just seems like <clears throat> mainstream media. I never liked dramas. I never liked, um, you know, anything that was made with, like, the... I never liked Disney. I never liked anything that was made for, like... Uh, but I like it more for the stuff when I was a kid because there seems to be, like, some kind of corniness to it or whatever. And right. The cynicism isn't as... Like, I can, I, can, I can smell, I can taste the cynicism in today's movies. <laughs> and it's just so prevalent. And I'm so tired of it, you know, because yeah. I may be cynical, but I don't want... I, I'd like to. I'm being cynical for free, as a punk would be. These guys are making billions of dollars, and they're they're marketing cynicism, and that's really what I I dislike about the mainstream media. I'm not saying that there's not anything good and honest out there. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. You know what I see, mean? Like, well, like today I'm going to see uh that what's that The Martian. Yeah. Which is this gigantic opus of uh, astronauts stuck on a on Mars on Mars, you know, and has to live. Um. We'll see. You know, mm. I, I kind of don't have to go to know how this is going to go. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, which is one of the, that's one of the things that I feel always kind of lets me down with 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 modern day movies, especially. Um, music is just music. You know, you can go out and find anti-establishment music on every level. You just have to dig really deep and kick a lot of rocks over. But movies, I think, we talked about it often. There's not a lot of risk taking anymore. Especially in American movies, you know, when you talk about modern media, uh, today's media, movies are just paint by the numbers. Like this, this Matt Damon million, multi, multi, multi million dollar, hundreds of millions of dollars movie is going to be great. The story's going to be fine. It's going to be exciting because I like space stuff. But I can pretty much, without even going, I can probably write down the six plot points sure. and the arc and go like, sure. oh, huh. Who saw that coming? Oh, everyone. Because America, it's almost like I can, I'm guilty of this the most. I say America can't stand twist endings. America doesn't like when the hero no. gets killed. But I can't say that. I don't yeah, know. I don't they, know. They've never done it since Easy Rider where the his, where the heroes got killed. The 70s, you know? In the 70s, they did it a lot okay, more. Well, yeah, now. but you, you never see the star die at the end and you go walk out going, Wow. Like because they want well yeah yeah well I mean the, for me anyway because yeah. I just speak for myself I'm more of a an individualist as opposed to like I don't want to be part of the collective so the main when they make mainstream uh, media or whatever music mm-hmm. they they kind of try to get they're trying to craft it in a way so it appeals to everybody hit as many people as you can and, and I'm more of an individualist maybe uh. maybe I, I enjoy more of the outsider thing. So I mean that's that's the bottom line to it, yeah. you know. I, I, talking about it and thinking about it, I'm more of a, I'm more of a contrarian kind of guy or whatever. So if it's if it's something that's constructed to appeal to as many people as possible, I generally don't care for it. But I do kind of like the the old school. So what about indie, what about indie movies? I keep steering this back to movies because we're we're movies like yeah. Because uh, because those are kind of almost individualist, but yeah, but you know I can smell the cynicism in those. You know, like I watched <laughs> like we were talking about one we never reviewed it here, but it was called uh, oh what was it? It was a superhero one. I think it was called Hero. I can't remember what it was called or Super. It was called Super. Oh yeah, yeah. Where like there's a guy with a wrench on the front of it yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's been know, in my Netflix for like a hundred years. Yeah, I never watched it. I you know it, it was an interesting. It was outsider, but it was it was just like I didn't like it. I thought I thought I thought it was cynical and nasty. At its uh. core, and it wasn't a good kind of nasty. Sometimes it's a good kind of nasty. You're going like, "Hey, that guy was a real badass." You know, this was just like sad and creepy nasty. And uh, uh. I don't know. I just got bad. I got like a bad feeling from the guy who wrote it. So nah, nah. I, I like I said, uh, 
boo hiss on today's movies. <laughs> you know, I won't pay the big bucks for them. They're scamming you at the theater. My friend was telling me that, like a theater that he goes to in South Florida. He, well, he obviously he wants to sit in the good seats and get the good parking. He's paying like twenty five bucks a ticket oh. for a movie. But he's like, you know, he's got the bucks and blah 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 and yada 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 or whatever. But that's keep like buying ridiculous. that kind of stuff. I don't know if you would. You're not going to keep it. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's my topic, and yeah. uh, you know, you're up. Next. Well, I'm gonna. I think we're we're good. We're gonna just move on. Um, We'll do my topic next week or whatever like that. You want to do yours next week? Yeah, okay. yeah, because we're 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 fine we're on time. Yeah, enough. okay. But it's uh it's a it's a very interesting thing, and I always I always kind of I always break stuff down. My, me personally, now I'm kind of hijacking your topic, but yeah, I always break no it problem. down to like sender, message receiver. Yeah. Like who's telling you something and why? Yeah. Now, when I was you know young, I thought news was just to to keep everyone informed. It was, uh, and then of. CNN, ha- then the Iraq War happened when yeah, with uh, with that with that dude hiding under a table, and it w- and it became twenty four hours, and then it became to like news kind of shapes. News, it, is, news it stopped is, telling I, and started shaping. You news know? is ideology now. It's, it's crazy. It's selling, like it's news not sells, even news sells ideology. Whether whichever one you want, there's a news station that'll sell it to you, and that just seems cynical. Again, it's terrible. Back it's, to that word. I again. mean, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. You know, it's horrible to think that everything you see, like on CNN and on the news, and on like the, even the internet. The internet's the worst thing in the world. It's like That's in, why we're it's on it. incredibly like it's incredibly one-sided and slanted in one direction or another. You know. They just shape things and make it that we're not really leading this, air quotes, free country we live in, you know? Yeah. That might be the it hardest was, it pill was, to it swallow never, of all is that there is no it was freedom. Never, it was never super free, but there's more laws now than there ever would wow, be. It's, and, more, and, it's, and, it's uh, nonstop police state, guaranteed. Well, and, and, and the more bad stuff you bring in here, guess what? They're going to invent more laws to quote-unquote protect you. So keep on bringing the bad and we'll just keep on making the laws. But at any rate, that'll be for some other... We became a police state overnight. Well, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, but... And I'm just talking about movies in general. I I just more individualist and I don't particularly like stuff that's made for, you know, common everyday consumption. Usually. Some of it's funny. Some Some of it's all right. right. See, that's one thing I I always... Because I did... I do like some... You know, I like the Austin Powers and the Ace yeah, Ventura right. and stuff like that. It's like right. that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Dude. Oh yeah, I know. It was twenty some years <laughs> yeah, ago. That I know. Was a long time ago. No, I know. But I mean, even today's some stuff is funny. You know, it's it's harder and harder to find stuff that I think it's funny. But uh, yeah, you know, you know, that's the way life goes. That's our topic. All right, you know what? That's it. But here's the trailer, and then when we come back, we're getting into some movie reviewing. Yeah. I think I can see... That's what we're good at. I can see the future from where I'm sitting. With my special (laughs) eye drops. Yeah. Boom! (laughs) He's got emotional problems, man. You mean beyond past physical? He's fragile. Very fragile. I did not know that. I can't believe I gave my panties to a geek. Kathy's world was complete and happy. She had a beautiful marriage and a beautiful new baby. Everything was perfect. But suddenly, something dark and sinister out of her past returned to haunt her, to threaten her very existence. Hello? Bye-bye, baby bunting. Daddy's gonna hunting. He's waiting for you, Kath. It was almost too terrifying, too frightening to believe. Suddenly, it wasn't Kathy's life in danger. It was Kathy's baby. National General Pictures presents the most terrifying new chiller since Rosemary's Baby. Daddy's Gone A-Hunting. From Mark Robeson, who gave you Valley of the Dolls. Starring Carol White, Paul Burke, and introducing Scott Highlands. Daddy's Gone A-Hunting. When the baby begins to cry, you'll begin to scream. Daddy's Gone A-Hunting. Rated M for mature audiences. The only thing between them is a cell door, and he has the key. Jackson County Jail, where the cops make their own laws. Starring Yvette Mimu, what they do to her in Jackson County Jail is a crime. Stop it! She kills in self-defense. The cops call it murder. Yvette Mimu, Jackson County Jail. No place for a lady. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. No fury like the Hustler Squad. They're the dirtiest half dozen. A vicious female hit team who specialize in infighting. 
They brought the war to bed and slaughtered enemy brass in the daring mission that can only now be revealed. The Hustler Squad. You pay for the pleasure. The killing is free. A Crown International picture, rated R. See, there's this girl, Vicki Valancourt. She may be the devil, Mama said that. Consequently, I'm prohibited from contact with her. But I hope to get past that one day, because she's nice to talk to. What are you looking at, butthead? And we're back. Yes. What? So what's the movie, what movie did you pick this week? X. The X. X-rated movies? Yes, the nice. man with the X eyes, which could be X-rated. It should have been. I was like, boo. Yeah. Oh, that cut was terrible. But when I saw it as a kid, it was it, it was uh, very titillating. Yeah. You know, when you're like 10 years yes, old. The man with the X-ray eyes. Starring uh, Don Rickles. I saw a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of names I rem- yeah, I recognized yeah, yeah. anyway. Starring Raymond Land and uh, yeah. you know a lot of a lot of guys from Corman movies. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> Cormanized. This is fully Cormanized. Harold Gould and uh, a couple of uh, Dick Miller and uh, Jonathan Hayes and uh, you know a lot of cool movies and of course Mr. Rickles. That was it was one of his first movies too. Funny. He was he was pretty sleazy in this movie. He was good he as was a, good. He was good as a as a dirtbag or whatever. Yeah. And Raymond suits him well, as yes, they say. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And Raymond it's funny. I was listening to the commentary by uh, Corman, and he was saying that in Raymond's autobiography, Raymond had a very distinguished career. This was towards the end of his life, and he was just doing, taking jobs to make money or whatever. Yeah, but whatever, right? He won an Academy Award for uh, uh, the Lost Weekend, which is a '50s movie, I think, about alcoholism or something like that. And uh, when he, in his book, he wrote that his two favorite movies that he ever made was The Lost Weekend and The Man with the X-Ray Eyes. So hmm. Corman was like, wow, that was a great compliment. You know? Yeah, it so is. Like, That's you know. cool. So anyway, this is like one of those great creature feature kid movies that I saw as a kid that always had an, made an, uh, made an, uh, especially the ending had like a, a, a pretty good effect on me. This one does not have a nice ending at no, the end. Yeah. You know? And uh, what year was that? 60, 63, 63, believe it or not. Okay. It was pretty early for this. And, um, you know, Corman, uh, again, listening to the, the, the Corman, uh, commentary, he, he made like four or five movies that year. He said that <laughs> he was basically finishing a movie, doing post on another one, and prepping a third one. It went like that for like two years. And oh. and he goes, but he goes, he was young back then. He goes, and I enjoyed it I, 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 because I guess the energy, and the energy was evident in, in the movies that yeah. he was making or whatever. So if he had the energy to do them, and he was cranking them out, you know. And the thing about his movies, too, is that regardless of how low the budget was, which is, was 300000 but it wasn't too low for him back then, yeah, not, he, not, not. he had pros working on these movies. So for however cheap they may be... He just got them young. He got the best people he either when got, they were... He either got them young or he got them like, towards like when they were not... Being hired by the big, on the outs at the big on the company, outs, so yeah. you get them, you get them young, and you get the uh, and you get them towards the end, and then in the middle is when all of Hollywood's grabbing. So Hollywood obviously is getting back to the middle of the road, you know, thing which I was talking about before. So yeah, they're getting them like you know, and and he was the thing about him was that he's for for like the movies that he made. If you're listening to him talking, he's very knowledgeable. He's very understanding. And oh, he, he knows just, what he's doing. It, it, to, Man, more to, than more than a lot of directors. <laughs> more than almost everyone. He he knows like exactly what he's doing. He he's he he's knew a exactly, very good. He knew the figures. He was not only was he able to craft the movie. He knew to surround himself with good people, and he knew how to make money. Yeah. So that's why he's so successful. It's also why he never got out of the exploitation. But I guess when you're the when you're the top guy. In exploitation, considered the top guy of all time. And why would you like? Yeah, but you, you move in. If you want to move up in the world, you're always you're never going to be the top guy. Might as well, you know, be the top and, guy of something. And also, his one of the things I always thought. My personal opinion about Corman. Uh, obviously, I think he's great. I love his movies. I think I love the man. You know, but he, his exploitation was never like he never crossed the line where it was like too far like trauma or some of those like <laughs> shittier like ones like yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're like there's so exploitation yeah. you're like you're just gross now there's yeah, yeah, some yeah. i mean yeah. i'm not saying corman never made edgy over yeah, the line did. movies yeah, yeah, he yeah. did but but most of them hit the right spot 
where it's it's in the category of exploitation. It's the bikers movies. I, I think the, I think what the difference was that Corman went for the driving and Troma was going for the video market or whatever or just or <laughs> or, or that or Troma just has no concept of. And Troma was more punk in a lot of ways, you know. And I mean, they're going for more like the Gen Xers as opposed to like Corman's uh, uh, more baby boomer. If you want to, if you want to give it a mm-hmm. generational thing, I think Troma's more like Gen X, maybe. And, yeah. I don't know. And also, you know, Troma loses Dad. money at all times, and and I think <laughs> and I think uh, Corman never loses money. So that also no, tells I don't you. think he ever did. I think he always figured out a way to make a buck. I mean, that's a that's a talent to. Be able yeah. to like know how to make a buck. It's one that I definitely wasn't blessed with, but yeah. you know, thankfully, J- Roger Corman was. He gave lots of movies. Now, if you would have cut the the credits off the front and the back, this was well shot and well made. I wouldn't have said this was a Corman movie, only well, because it it was almost too nice for a Corman movie. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Again, commentary I was listening to. He said that the the beginning, the the intros and stuff like that, that was done to get people's attention, to like get on like, oh, you know, and then, you know, afterwards, then they give you the real movie. So they they did things for that was their, that was a shock value. Well, yeah, uh, they had to do something to grab it. You know, and then grab you get a real movie know? in the middle, and then and this movie actually in the DVD has a five minute prologue, so I mean, even longer movie. But the reality is that they cut it out, and it doesn't even necessary, right. you know. So what's the story? Let's let's get let's get into this movie. Uh, not shot for shot, but you know how we do it. Okay, this know. is one of those like, uh, mad. Well, I don't know. I guess smart you call, guy who's I too smart you, for his I, own good. I guess you could call him a mad doctor in a more uh-huh. civil, civilized way. He's uh he's he's doing during his testings or his experiments. He's on the one hand, he's telling people he's trying to figure out how to be able to see through things to mm-hmm. like you know be able to cure diseases like you know you people you know like people will test you out before they put x-rays on you but they may not be able to see what's really ailing right. you with his he, he was he figured out by either by accident or by trial and error that he could actually f- at first see put through, little drops in his eyes put yeah. little drops in his eyes and see through things now as the movie comes along you start seeing that he gets addicted to these drops because he's seeing more and more mm. it becomes it becomes more than just like seeing through walls or seeing through clothing or seeing into people, it becomes like some kind of existential, you know, like seeing Journey, God yeah. thing at the, you know, yeah. towards oh, yeah, yeah. as the movie goes along or whatever, you know. But at this point, he's just like at the beginning of it, he's testing it out on a monkey. It's, it's the same as Doctor Black and Mi- and Mister Hyde, kind of in a way, where he's like, know? "I'm a really smart doctor. I got to do this. Oh, no more patients to try it or nothing to try it exactly, on. Might as yeah. well try it on myself." Yeah, it's a theme. Yeah. It's Mad Doctor Month, you know. But anyway, since <laughs> yeah. I'm Doctor Morbius and I'm mad, you know, might as well talk about my people. So at any rate, he he tries on the monkey, but then he, you know, the monkey can't can't take him to the level that he wants to go because he dies the monkey dies. yeah poor little monkey yeah. <laughs> but he did he showed him that he he could see through he could see through things or whatever and I was like, okay or, so or then he decides he gets his buddy his other doctor he decides he's going to experiment on himself you know and then he's got some like younger woman who's like love likes him was part of the 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 he's, she becomes he, the love interest quickly she becomes the living even though he's like 30 years older than her but she does she's only she's only 28 but she does look older than that mm-hmm. in the movie and he's being funded by somebody and they want to pull the funds because they don't know where the money's going to yeah. and this and that and he's and he's like and he you know, after the drops going he starts going wacky yeah. okay and then, but it works but it, it works it works but then he's he's he gets wacky well cause that you know because obviously when you put if you put the drops and you can see through everything even if they put freaking stuff to cover your eyes you won't be able to mm. see through them because you can see through yeah, your cause eyelids because the guy the guy <coughs> the other guy was lecturing him saying you can't do this you know he's like what's the frequency of a human eye and he says blah 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 some 5,000 yeah, to yeah. 78,000 he's like that's less than 10% of the odd of the of the visual spectrum or something he said some word but it was bigger uh, spectrum so I'm gonna put drops in my eyes that'll make me see all 100% like I'm 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 encroaching God because yeah, yeah, the right. guy said only God can see everything. He's like I'm quickly becoming or I'm quickly catching up to God. You know. So now you got the kind of so like, he's like oh, it, the, oh is, isn't the Prometheus thing kind of like that? The his is the Greek thing. I don't right. know if it's I don't know if that's part of it. Anyway, Oedipus. So, no. no, Oedipus is the, the, yeah, that's, the, the that's another movie that we did. That's a different yeah, that's a different the, movie. I don't know. I, but anyway, so he um so he starts to experiment on himself and he starts getting a little more like beyond like just seeing so he goes to a party 
and he starts seeing through clothes. And that was that was <laughs> right. a scene that that really re- I remembered as a kid. Cause That's the expecting. scene I wanted to remember, but there was <laughs> nothing. I was like, oh, boo, because <laughs> yeah. he's looking at he's starting to see all these. What was that, that weird chick that was dancing by him? I know. The she, one in black? The yeah, one that she like, like a, really she wanted to... like a vampire, a beatnik She or wanted something. to be like the star of the movie, and, and yeah. she wasn't even in the movie. She was just there doing like as an extra. And, oh, this scene, there was so much white dancing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sure, 50s like, and 60s was, was, a twist, the, was the whitest dancing, the whiteness. It was ever. so great. And then when Rima <laughs> Lance tried to do the twist, and that yeah. woman goes, I like you. Dance with me. You look urgent. And I'm like, what is it? Foreigner song coming oh, on or something like that. I wish they would have broken the foreigner. I like foreigner. <laughs> uh, that's one of those bands I shouldn't like. I do. Uh, the uh, so yeah. So that that's where he finds out he can see through things. And you're like, okay, boobage time. Corman, no. serve him up. No. Nothing. I was like, oh, this is sad. So then we start, and then the Corman in the, in the commentary said that was the lightness before it starts getting real dark. You know. Yeah. So then, like, you know, he's he's in he's in the oh. oh, oh. Timing is important in this. I'm sorry to interrupt this. He goes to this party, but they go to that party because he lost his funding that day. That's right. He lost his funding. And, yeah. and as they were walking out, he's like, well, you can assist me in my operation. And he said, okay. And then he went to see that girl. And he's like, you're, you're, you're cutting wrong. Cause he looked into her. Oh, that one scene. He looked yeah, into yeah. her heart and he's like, no, you're, you're cutting the wrong place. Yeah. I see where it really is. Yeah, yeah. Then they go to a party and I was like, Dude, I don't want to be have a doctor going drinking martinis and dancing the night away when they're cutting into my heart. The yeah, next that's day. right. That was that one scene before that where the girl was sick. Right, and that's he was like a major plot point because he lost his funding. He's now he's just yeah. back to being a doctor, doctor. And, and he was getting, and he was getting, he was going to be sued for malpractice because he cut the other doctor, knowing. Yet. That's not yet. No, 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 because he the, okay. the, the 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 operation no, he scene was, is after this. Yeah, he thing. was getting why he was getting cut. He was getting his funding cut because they didn't know where the money was right. going and they were little. Yeah, right. So, so then, they, party. then they went to the party, and that's where he sees he can like he can also see through clothing, which is like yay. Right, right. And the girl's like you can, you can, and then but then they cut smash cut to now he's washing up. They're scrubbing up for the thing. Right, right, right. Go and, for it. And the Harumphy doctor who was in charge was like, no, I'm right, you're wrong, because doctors are about the most arrogant pricks in the world. They're actually yeah. above lawyers. So that Well, they're they're they, playing God. They, they? And they they'll, they'll you know they're God, you know. They, so that you can't tell a doctor anything other than here's my checkbook. Please empty it, you prick. Now I did know a psychiatrist so, <laughs> who was a nice guy. <laughs> no. So then he, he was. He was. So then they like in the middle of this operation, he stop the the guy who the X-ray guy, eyes guy stops him and says, "You're cutting wrong." And the doctor's like, I'm doing this operation. So he cuts his hand. Like, he stops him from doing it. He stops it. him from doing it by cutting it, him across the hand with his scalpel, which his scalpel is insanely sharp. Uh, so then he's then he, they say, okay, well, let, let him finish. So he pulls it out and saves the girl. Right. And the guy's like, well, good job on that, but you know, you're you're now done. You're it's, done as a doctor. You're done yeah. as a doctor. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. That's yeah. unethical he's or like, whatever. Yeah. Hey, you know that part where you cut my hand? That's probably not a good idea. Uh, so yeah. Then. So then they go they go back to like you know a, a room or whatever, and there's the girls there, there's love interest there, and then the other doctor who helped them there, and they're trying to kind of try to talk him out of doing. Look, don't do it anymore. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all oh, he's Gonzo now. So he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, blah blah. And he like and he the other like, doctor tries to give him a sedative. Or he tries to give him a sedative, and he just like obviously. This guy just cut another doctor because he didn't want him, so he pushes like Harold Gould, the other doctor, out the window, you know, know. like, and I'm like, I oh, think it was uh-oh. a mistake. I think it was an accident. I don't no, think he did accident. it. I think it was an accident. But then, like, you know, then the like, girl twists his head. She's all like, "They'll never believe you. They know what you did at the hospital. You better run." So she, she like freaking takes off she, with them. She or exacerbates the situation instead of saying, "Look, I was here. It was an accident." Like, no. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Doc I, X-ray Ice just goes into the wind. So he just freaking goes Which, into the wind. Thankfully for us, because this gets us into the second act and also helps us with more exciting things. Because watching doctors pitter away their afternoon arguing is not exactly a well, great yeah, movie. That's, you know? that's another thing Corman talked about. How he had he this movie in the beginning of it, and even towards other parts was kind of static and talky. So he would actually move shots around and change shots and even like when two people were talking try to have like people in the background moving just so this movie wouldn't be more pleasing to your eye or oh, whatever. Oh, this is a flat movie. And, and that's know. where, you know, the, his his intelligence comes through because he knew that he needed to jazz you up as the movie comes along because of all the talking and all the, you it know, is, and, yeah. you know yeah. whatever. So, I, at that point, we cut to what the part where they're in a circus yep. at a carnival. Now it really picks up. 
not Pixar. Don Rickles. Yeah, Don Rickles yeah, is the like dancing the, girls who aren't naked, but they're yeah. dancing. You know, it's nice. Yeah, and then and so then they go, hey, Don Rickles is like the Barker. Hey, come on in and see the fantastic Mentallo or whatever. <laughs> you know, he'll read your fortune. He'll tell your future, and that's where you see the two Dick Miller from Bucket of Blood and Jonathan Hayes from. Uh, a little shop of horrors who are regulars and I go oh wow look at that from the 60s and they're in mm. color because they always did black and white movies back then so I'm I like, did oh, love cool. I always loved seeing there was a lot of the stock footage in color from the 60s of these carnivals yes I love watching that and I really you know what I really liked that they actually shot footage of a carnival but then they cut to a set that is so like old school movie oh yeah know? it's great today they wouldn't do that like in the movie The Fun House they would actually stay in the real carnival at all times yeah. and do it back then he cut to the studio and it was like yeah you know the the, the fakeness of it kind of gives me a kind of a, a warm feeling but you, you know, know you're right? home you know yeah this is a B2Z grade movie show man yeah, this, when you're gets, at home you're like alright when, right. when it gets too sound stage when it gets too real then you're going like oh this is you're just trying for too much realism you know yeah. sometimes the fakery works anyway they go into the the carnival thing and, and then they bring out now he's a freak show now Raymond Land is a freak show he's he's Karnak he's the original Karnak you know, <laughs> yes they give, him, they, give him, they give him the cards and he puts them up to his head I'm sure Johnny Carson watched this and Karnak came out of it or whatever you know the great Karnak yeah you are correct sir <laughs> so he's like Karnak and then like uh you know Dick Miller and Jonathan Hayes are like two wise guys and they're like yeah, yeah we'll show this this guy's a fake yeah we'll show him they're not having any because and Rickles Bust into like before they go in there. Yeah. He, he busts into his shtick where he's like cutting them down. Yeah, your wife's up on there, up there on a broom, flying yeah, around yeah, and stuff. Right. Like he was very aggressive as a comedian. He yeah, was funny. He, he was. Uh, he was already a Vegas comedian at the time, uh, but I guess somebody really liked him and brought him in. He did other movies too, but um, but anyway, so he they're doing the act, and then like those two guys, yeah, hey, you're a fake, you're the hecklers or whatever. So he, so he goes, you don't know even you, you don't even know who the hell I am. So like all of a sudden it's like. Ray Milan not only knows what he's, you know, what what his social security number, he knows everything about him. So at this point, you start to realize that this guy's gone beyond like seeing through walls. This guy's seeing through people. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, now yeah. you're getting real existential for a B movie. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. So these guys, they storm off. They harumph out of there. They harumph like out of there, whatever. Because the guy, because what he tells him is his social security number, his age, is is all this stuff, and then he goes, oh, also you have a love letter in yeah. your pocket. And he says something like, she, "And you're gonna give it to some girl. You're gonna break up. You're with gonna her. break up with her, and then she really loves you, or something like that." And he, and he was like, "So he's like, yeah." Harumph! He got like really angry and split, which obviously you'd be like, ah, "This is freaking me out a little bit." Yeah, that's something <clears throat> you wouldn't know. No, you know. Yeah, exactly. Though, and then you're like, "Huh?" So then, when that's done, you know, I guess they cut to like some scene where the, you know, the bar, the carnival people are talking about him or whatever. Mm. They're going like, "Oh, is it an act or is it not an act?" He's he, fake. He's a fake. And he comes out and he's, you know, and then he's like, "No, I'm not a fake." Blah blah. blah. So then Rickles, who's like his whatever manager, handler, or handler, or whatever, yeah. says. You know, I got an idea for we can make a lot more money, and and Ray Milan wants some money, yeah, because he wants to get the hell he, out. He only wants to continue his research to fix this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He wants to continue the research. He wants to get the hell out of it too, because he's a murderer. You know, a, a, you know, whatever. So that limits your uh, employment options. Yes, it does. It, it does. It does cut back on the uh, ability to uh, convicted of a felon, not convicted. No, but still. Yeah, yeah, murder. Yeah, we're not hiring murderers this week. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're not hiring anybody. But much less murderers. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, so Rickles gets the bright idea. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we take you to the uh, the city and you can be like a, a healer. Right, exactly. And he's like, oh, well, whatever. A lot. And he goes, well, how am I going to make money in that? He goes, well, donations. You can make a lot of you know, money doing healing. There's a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, he's on board. He's like, okay. So he sets up shop, and then there's just millions of people. Like, coming in, not millions. There's a lot of people coming in to, like, just Poor get, people. They're yeah. scamming. Rickles is scamming the poor people, basically, because yep. he's such a scumbag. And he just, like, looks and he's like, nope, you're all right. Well, the first lady is sad because he's like, no, you're fine. Just go home. And he knows and, she's and sick and dying. She, you know, he knows she's dying, and she knows she's dying, and she's like, "You're a good man, thanks." Yeah. 
So then, like you know, it, it, so then, like um, I think the girl comes. The girl ends yeah. up finding him because I guess they got to get him out of there, keep the story. Yeah, moving. exactly. We got to get to the third act in quick. So yeah. So after like you know going through a bunch of people, the girl finds him and he she's like breaks in there and goes, "Where are you going? You're back in line. You know, you hockey puck or whatever." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and she goes in there. She goes, "After all this month, I found you. I got to get you out of here." And Rico's like, "You can't get out of here. I you, know who you are. I've always I know known who you are. are. You're a murderer. If you leave, I want to tell everybody who." the hell you are or whatever you know so she's like come on let's go and she like drags him out of there and he's like running out police police murder he's a murderer you know so, so it's weird. like what a little what a little dirt bag yeah or he was a rat all right so then they're driving he goes oh i gotta get out of here what are we gonna do and he goes well i need money i need money and he goes oh, i got a great this is a great idea i know where we should go Vegas, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if yeah. you can, if you can see through things, if you can predict everything, yep. you can win at cards. So of course, like he goes to Vegas, and he's like freaking breaking the bank there at the table. They would have broke his legs. Well, old Vegas is not like new, new family well, friendly well, Vegas. They well, would have broke well, his well, we legs. Remember, man. they did the, they did it to Ben Affleck, and they did it to MIT students recently. They were they were able to go to the card tables and and they did they could able to figure out the numbers you uh -huh, know what uh -huh. I mean yeah yeah and they just kicked them out they're not gonna let well, you no, like well no they kick you out and and you're also blacklisted and they know you like they they you're, yeah you, you can can't do things to, you, you can't hone in on them taking money because that's their job is to take money yeah their so, job their, your job is to lose and their job is to, to win. win always and and it's you'll never that's do anything why other it's Vegas yeah but in the old Vegas. They would have just taken him out back and beat him yeah, to death, sure. or broke his legs, or whatever. And you ain't getting that money anyway. Which, which, it, which it looked like they were done, except for they called they called the cops. So he breaks one table, he goes to another one. And he gets and, too cocky. And, and he gets too cocky. He's like playing the table, and this one guy's like, "How do you know this?" And he goes like, "Wait, wait, everybody, don't pick up this car because this the next one coming up is like a six and this and that." So they're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. They call the cops. Yeah. Well, yeah, they call the cops. Yeah, they that's, call the cops because they think that. And like she grabs him, and she goes, "We got to get out of here." So before the cops can grab him, he 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 had cashed out some of the money. He throws all the money up in the air. Yep, makes so it rain. It makes He's it, the original it, guy to make it rain. Yeah, it makes it rain. So then like all the people are like, you know, oh my god, he he's able to escape. He pushes down the he leaves the lady in the back. He leaves the lady in the back. He and, pushes and down the valet and takes this gigantic continent Lincoln Continental. I was like, yeah, escaping and, and, in and, style. Well, and, and another main thing that happens at this point is when like the cops come and get him. One of the reasons why he did was the cop he tried to escape from the cop and it knocked him and glasses off and now his eyes are like these like black you know they're almost like black with this white pupil which means like he's really like really tripping yeah, hardcore his, his eyes are I mean? just rotten away kind of yeah he's yeah. seeing way too much you know his eyes have gone into like the twilight zone so that's why he takes off and he's driving the car and he can't freaking his eyes have gone beyond seeing yeah. reality they're seeing something else now cause and every time they cut to it it's like this weird it's a weird thing where you like don't know what you're looking at really. yeah, or whatever. Like he sees beyond buildings or he sees through you know the thing so he's like freaking driving and then there's those helicopters coming after him yeah. and cops coming after him and he's like running away from him and he crashes the car I think he crashes uh -huh, the car uh -huh. and he escapes he walks across the, the train tracks and you're like is he gonna get hit by a train because he can't see or something like that? But it's worse. But but then <laughs> but then he runs and then all of a sudden it becomes like kind of a religious movie. Now. <laughs> so weird. This shifts gear in the last. There's like min two minutes left. Yes. And you're like, okay, he's gonna get shot dead or he's gonna get hit by a train. The end. No, no, no. He no, finds no. his way into one of those tent revival places. The revival places. And, and the, I'm and like, it's, it's like wait, some, what? Some serious fire and brimstone guy. Oh, my God. This guy's heart. rocking it. You know, he's, he's like, like you're, you repent. You're going to hell if you don't repent. And he just walks in there with his freaking eyes in all black. And I'm surprised people aren't like, they're not freaking out at first, but it's like, you know, they're this going This must like, have hurt that guy so bad. Yeah, they have those because contact lenses. Old, these, old school his contact eyes were lenses. black and they were big. Yeah. Like there was something holding his eyelids open at this point. You unless those were actually over top and he was just walking around with his eyes closed and they were like actually prosthetics over his eyes uh, cuz otherwise I don't see how they could have been that these big. These were probably those like those the hard glass ones as opposed to like the like the nice uh, ones. Yeah. There. I don't know I don't think they have yeah. good ones any. I don't know that they have good ones, but these had to have been. Yeah. These look like they were painful. They, yeah. So he's he's in this preacher's Come up and you're, and I see the, the devil in you and all that kind of crap, you know. Yeah, he, he the people are walking up and he's like kind of stumbling to the front. He goes, 
what's you know what are, are you gonna repent what are you know i see the devil in you what's the matter with you he goes i and he's like going like i see everything i see god he goes oh you're the devil and and he goes like but i can't help it and he goes like well in the in matthew so-and-so it says like in the bible says if you're if you're if you're something offends you if you're if the member offends you pluck it out pluck it out and so he like goes like this he dips his head and then he comes back up and he popped his eyes out and then oh, it was like the so end gross. and i remember as a kid that being really like that really freaky or yeah, whatever that's, well yeah. eye stuff is always yeah, yeah, very touchy eye, yeah it's gross and you're like oh no don't do that <laughs> yeah. don't do that get your get away from your eyes that's not good yeah, yeah. and then and if you notice when he's at the revival at the back when he's going to the front the woman and the the cops are there too, so wow. you know. So it's a nice little tidy package, and then because he's talking about like there's a light in the center of the universe yes. that knows all, and he's like saying he, right. he's looking up he's, into it, he's like seeing he's God. seeing the eyes of God, kind of. It's and very odd, and then they then his eyes are gone, and they just smash cut. Yeah, and this guy's going like you're a, you can't you don't can't see God, you can't see the guy's like yeah you're evil or whatever, and he's. It's an interesting, it's an interesting movie for a, a little B movie. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of topics that were you know, talked about drug addiction. Obviously, I was gonna say there's the, there's the, um, the the obvious like LSD drug yeah. references. You know, like that this could be seen as almost how drugs affect you. You the know, drugs, kind of, not, not not medical drugs, real drugs, like how, hard drugs. You, you know, know, there's also the idea that if you really see life. For what it is, it'll drive you insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you start seeing through everything, you go nuts. You know that's, I mean? Yeah, because that's what he was talking about. Like when they were driving at one point, he's like, "Oh, I don't see metal for metal now. I just there's I, signs hang without meaning. Signs, yeah. you know." And, and the stuff he was saying, because the doctor was very eloquent, the the part was written very intelligently. Yeah. He at at no time was he a a lunatic or someone that came off as a kook. Right. He spoke like a doctor the words he used the sentences he used were poetic and very you know intelligently done it was a good movie yeah i mean this is a very good movie i was like wow that's it was written by a guy called ray russell who also did mr sardonic because he used to who before you know he went into movies he was the short story editor for playboy magazine so he was a good writer ray russell and um you know like i said corman surrounded himself with good people and this movie is one of his best ones, you know. It's I mean, good. It really is. It really is. It's also about playing a, hu a, a doctor or human being trying to be God or play God or whatever. You're gonna get burned in the end, you know. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to think about, more so than you would expect. Well, that's from a, I've always my first love, of course, the first exposure ever to Corman was Death Race 2000. Well, there you go. And you can look at that movie from a million different perspectives. Social commentary. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's more prevalent now than ever. Like it's and, and that's what's the difference between a lot of Corman movies and, like, Troma. Troma had absolutely no social commentary. They are just trying to gross you out and, like, yeah, look at all, yeah. shock you. Yeah. Corman was trying to give you something to think about, again, because he hired mm -hmm. good people behind the scenes. And, and when you listen to him talk, he's a very intelligent very guy. Very erudite guy or whatever. And he's also, like, he's like a down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, too, which is a very a rare... Yeah. He's not full of himself. He's just cranking them out and loving what he does, you know, and it's... Still to this day. Yeah, to this day. Makes <laughs> movies awesome. that, he makes movies now that I don't like for Sci-Fi Channel, but hey, there's enough of them that he made that I did like. Money, money. You gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta just gotta check. Sci-fi channel is not the new, now the new drive-in. <laughs> what, what are you gonna give this one? I'm gonna give this a real high grade. I'm gonna yeah. give this a nine. That's where know? I'm at too. I was gonna say yeah. I'm gonna give it a nine. I was thinking, should I go eight? Nah, this is a solid nine, man. It's a great movie. This is a, this is a good one, man. Fun, yeah. crazy. Go see it. Go get it somehow, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's you can find it on net. Well, no, not anymore. You used to be able to find. Sad that Netflix is now, oh, you know, God, what it's yeah. become. It's streaming gutted. Anyway. It's gutted, man. You used to be able to, but not no more. Not so. no more. Uh, how, how they've fallen. All right. Well, let's go to take a trailer once break. Again, and then we come back. Once again, the mainstream, when Netflix becomes mainstream, it gets boring and it's more expensive no, and more cynical. What happened was everyone said, hey, we should do this instead of giving Netflix the power. And then everyone took their stuff back and said, now, now you can just play with what's left. And yeah, said, that's, that's that too. Yeah, because, ugh, yuck. All right, here's some challenges. We'll be right back. Walter, I love you, but sooner or later you're going to have to face the fact you're a goddamn moron. What now? Let me tell you what now. I'm going to call a couple of hard pipe-hitting niggas to go to work on the homes here with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? 
I ain't through with you by damn sight. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Get yourself ready for a mean double bill. If coffee don't get you, J.D. will. Coffee and J.D.'s Revenge. The baddest pair of heavyweights to ever hit the screen. With a one-two punch like you've never seen. Coffee, she's sweet, black, and hot. Mess with her and you're playing with fire. J.D.'s Revenge. Where a dead man's soul comes back from the grave to seek out his killer and the vengeance he craves. Coffee will cream you, J.D. will scream you, so take a taste of double trouble. See Coffee and J.D.'s Revenge, doing it together to do it to you. Pam Greer, Glenn Turner, and Lou Gossett Jr. in Coffee and J.D.'s Revenge. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Ladies and gentlemen, a minute with America's fearless shock producer, Packager of Frenzy of Blood, as he lays it on the line. Why your brutally frank package of films consisting of I Dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride? Oh, let's not kid each other. You see it in the headlines every day. I finally had guts enough to put it on film. Why were these two motion pictures put together? To act as a rude awakening, an eye-opener, sir. After all, people have a right to see and judge for themselves. Ah, oh, come on. I've seen these films, and frankly, I think they're too violent, too raw, too brutal for the average person. Haven't you even taken any precautions? No one under 17 will be admitted unless they're properly accompanied by a parent or adult guardian. We'll be strictly enforcing the R rating and be passing out a little device to everyone attending our showing. Will you enlighten us in regard to that device? No, not on the radio. I dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride, a frenzy of blood that'll take you through the ringer and doesn't care where the axe falls. Last year, a motion picture captured the world's imagination and broke box office records. Its title was Rocky. Its star was Sylvester Stallone. Years before Rocky was made, Stallone was broke, hungry, and living in a bus station. So he took off all his clothes and made an X-rated movie. Its title, The Italian Stallion. See what a superstar did for 200 bucks when he was starving. The Italian Stallion, starring Sylvester Stallone and Suzette Summers, Rated X from Tanamount Pictures. Time to go home now, little doggies. Nothing for you in this truck, no food. Dogs, I want you to go home. Get off my bumper! Come on! All right, off air, talking more about it, man. Digging, really digging this movie, you know. Digging it, man. All right, so then my choice is a documentary. Yeah, you, you know, crazy. You're always, you're always throwing curveballs. Trying, you know? I don't know. Keep it, uh, yeah, whatever. But I think I can hit them better than the Pirates did against the Cubs a few <laughs> years ago. And that sad, Dang. that sad, sad. Why I hate baseball. But anyway, oh, on yeah. to our next movie. Yeesh. Yes, uh, I don't ever watch baseball. The uh, what was this called? A a a, a different state of mind. No. A, Another state. Another of state of mind. Yeah. I'm sorry, I I, I was blanking yeah, out there. You just my God, I, I was like, oh, what's the name of it? My brain. Yeah, it's your movie. It's another, another state of mind. A, a documentary about some uh, a couple punk bands. A punkumentary. A punkumentary about just about some punk bands trying to they get a good idea of getting in a school bus and going on tour. <laughs> now this, it's I the, It's the road trip movie. Road it's trip. The, yeah. It's the buddy movie kind no. of. This is one that I, I watched this, and I didn't really watch it for the punk. H- had you seen it before? No, no, never even heard of it before. I, I didn't I didn't watch it for the punk angle, although t- obviously I've said numerous times I'm a bit, I like punk uh, yeah. uh, quite a bit. I watched this more of like a young bands, young bands naively saying, let's go on tour, and it always, always kind of turns out like this, where it's incredibly hard to t- go on tour. Especially sure. when you don't have any money. Especially when they don't pay you anything. You're getting ripped off at every stop. It's not like it's. It is one of those things that usually will make it'll either destroy a band or it kind of galvanizes it forever. Yeah. You know, some of these guys that are along in the tooth. They don't know how to not tour. Yeah, Ta- yeah, yeah. What What happens to Ozzy when he's sitting around? He's probably like, I got I got to get Drugs. on tour, you know, or like uh, all these guys that have been doing it forever, Metallica, and they don't know how to sit down and not go on tour. That's they when can't. they do drugs and the bad things. Yeah. Instead of on the on the tour, they have to they do the drugs and the bad things, but they know they have to get up the next day and get to the next town, so 
they they lessen it a little bit. You when know? they're when they're working, they know better, you know, because it's a gig and they don't want to lose your gig. When they're playing, then you know, off time, yeah. then you know. So basically, this was a punk. We start with a social distortion. Youth Brigade. Story, Youth Brigade. And there was a third one. Who was the third one? Uh, uh, I can't remember. I know later on Minor Threat comes along. Yeah, Minor Threat. And, um, I, I can't remember that, the I think that was band. it. That was it. Minor Threat. Because that's the one where they're kind of like... At the they're end, staying at they're, their house. They're staying at their house because they're, they're out of money. So they just... You know, this was the original lineup of Social Distortion. Which, when you go through the credits... The first three people in the credits of this movie are dead. Yeah, I know. I read that. And I was that. like, oh. I read that. And I read the next one. I was like, ooh. I was like, is everyone from this movie dead? No. Yeah, so. But a few are. Yeah. Uh, a few are. And, I um, mean, and, and they didn't show them doing drugs or anything. Like that. No, they were no, Just no, beer no. and stuff like that. Because these guys were like teenagers still in yeah. this movie. Uh, it was just one of those things where um, it was neat to see it. It was neat to see the idea. And you start to see, even though these are like these, these kind of very famous punk bands and, you know... You you realize they are just people. They're they're just kids. This is mm, like we talked yeah, about in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, they're just kids. a band trying to be a band, you know. And as this documentary kind of went along, you know, the the bus is breaking down more often. The people are breaking down more often. They're getting abused as far as no money's coming in. They're just thankful to have a meal. Someplace in Calgary made some chili, you know. Uh, and um, but. They never, the, the 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 ones that are the kind of the core of it never really lost hope. They were just like, just keep going, man. This is the way it is. And uh, and boy, that when you see the the crowds they were playing, it was like thirty people in a in a yeah in some Most house dancing and stuff like you know. That. And uh, and it, but they also intercut. I'm sure some of the more flamboyant um, side characters that they ran into. You know, there's the one guy saying how to how to slam dance, which yeah, is like yeah, yeah. that was really weird and and like okay. Um, then there was the the nude chick, which yay for nude yeah, chicks, I yeah. guess you know. Who like to shave her head, like on the yeah. side. Uh, actually, she's still around. She's on Facebook. Is she really? Uh, yeah. Um, she's still shaving her head. No, I don't okay, think so. I almost friended her. And I was like, I don't want to. What would I? Some you know? weird shit. Yeah, it just fell with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then there was some guy in Calgary who was a normal guy, but then got hit by a car. And he went into a coma. And now he's like some like he talk. Oh, it's so he, hard to watch. Yeah, and then there was that French chick who was like kind of like I was. A, I was a good student back in the you know. Well, anywhere. she has a band. She does. She does. She's on YouTube. Manon or whatever. Her yeah, name was. what the hell was the name of the band? It was like the Guest List. Some Man, maniac Manon and the Guest List. Or okay, something. so she's something still like, around. Yeah, okay. she's still doing stuff, you know. And okay, she's like all like, well, you know, I was a good student and this and that and the other thing, and then. You know, I just like one day I decided to rebel, and I, and then like I became like, you know, an outcast or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I thought one of the things, I I enjoyed the movie, but I don't really have a lot to say about the movie, which is one of the problems with with when you're reviewing stuff. I'm like, okay, I basically that sentence when I summed it up is about all you can say about it. There's a journey. Uh, if you took, I always I thought about this though as well. They they came across as being kind most of them came across as being like really naive and really ignorant idealistic about maybe. idealistic but also like ignorant just the dumbest like not dumb that's so harsh to say but they just didn't understand how life works you know and then then you then you had the straight edge kids who seemed more off kilter than anyone else and they were talking about I don't want to be all messed up and they're showing them at a ice cream shop and it's like Minor Threat was a straight edge. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and and it's and I that's fine. I'm not dissing that. It just seemed like if I and I started thinking, what if they took, a, what if I was on a movie when I was that age? I'd probably watch it and I would be embarrassed about it because I was very dumb. I was very idealistic. I was Every, very everything, you know. Everybody. And I was very aggressive and I would do kind of crazy stuff, you know. And if I, and you put a camera on me, that's why I'm thankful when I did grow up because. There wasn't instant shaming on YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. <laughs> the stuff I did was insanity, you know. And, and and if somebody was filming it and putting it out there, there's felonies involved. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all bad stuff. So I was very I'm very thankful I grew up before that age because man, instant I, bullying, cyberbullying. I mean, I mean you know? this movie looked like it was it was made for twenty bucks. Yeah, you know? it was. Video camera. Somebody got a video camera. The, just... the, the 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 truck that was following with the equipment was about the same shape as the bus that they were driving in. Yeah. You know, this was just a, a wish and a prayer and let's go do a movie. 
And it worked to some degree, you know. I mean, it, it's an idea that's been done before in a weird way. I mean, Gonzo style. Yeah, I'm not, in the six in the sixties, they had a movie called uh, Oh Something Express. It was about a train that was going throughout Canada, huh? and all the big rock stars of the day got oh, on you, the train. You told festival, me, Festival Express. You told me about that. I never saw anything okay, about I'll it. I'll find I, it. I'll find it. Like, I'll grab it. Cool. But yeah, Joplin like was in it. The band was in it. The Grateful Dead was in it. You know, yeah. everybody, all the big stars from Woodstock were in it. And That's they right. got on a train from Canada, went into the other, and all their exploits were being filmed. This is almost like... Not as not the same. This is more of a grungier, cheaper yeah. way. But I got the same vibe from it. You know what I mean? Except these yeah. guys were a little more angry. Oh yeah, they were a this little, is, a lot punk. more stoned. <laughs> yeah, I did think because um, my original intent was to do Decline of Western Civilization Part One and Two. Yeah. One is punk. Two is metal. Yeah. I had I had the metal one when I was a kid. I actually really enjoy it. It's kind of crazy, and I think maybe we'll still do that one day. Not. I'd rather do the punk one than the metal one, actually. Yeah, but we'll do them. I mean, we'll just do them both, one and two, uh-huh. and do a whole show on it. That again, not not this month, not next month, sometime, sometime maybe. One day. Uh, I would like to, but you know, whatever. Um, so then I was like, well, I mean, there's other documentaries out there, and I just stumbled upon this one and said, yeah, what the hell, you know? And uh, it, I mean, it it seems like. The guy who comes off the best obviously because he made it was Mike Ness, you know. Oh yeah. It was almost like he was like being groomed or whatever. In this well, he movie. got it. He yeah. kind of got it. He, he did. He was the guy that was kind of saying, you know, that, that he was the, the main driving force of the of the the band. He's still doing it today. No, even, no, no, even no. though uh, Stern, Scott Stern, or whatever, uh-huh. was the 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 creator or whatever. And right. even at some point. Somebody who, one of the guys that quit, I think from Social Distortion, left because he got sick of listening to Scott Stern telling him what to do or whatever. <laughs> so you got like, you know, yeah. you already got like the, well, you know, I'm hungry and I lost six pounds on this and I can't even afford to lose weight. And this guy's bossing me around. You get the, from everybody, people living together oh, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the bus, stinky and smelly and all that shit. And that you guy get, was thin. You get tired of each so, other yeah, real lo- quick. So yeah, him losing six pounds, that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. He, that guy was emaciated, you know. And uh, and a lot of guys did just quit and leave. And they're like, nah, we're d- I'm done with this. You know? yeah, that's, yeah. That's what happens. The, that kind of tension can't sustain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it was, like I said, it was done on the on the cheap. In 82, it would probably be a lot more shocking than it is now. You know what I mean? It yeah. It would probably be like, nowadays, you know, real life, just walking out this outside is well anyway whatever it can be <laughs> I was, just as harrowing i was i did forget this and i do remember it i then i remembered immediately i forgot a time in american history when looking and acting like that would get would get you kicked out would get cops called i i was part of that i know what that was i never like looked the traditional punk but i looked a little punk you know what i mean and i forgot that stigma, even though, like, now it's so, who cares? Well, like, now it's crazy town. Like, if you look like that still today and you walk into a biker bar, you're going to get into a fight, I'm sure. Maybe. You could get into Unless there's trouble. three of those guys, except they just have more neck tattoos now. Like, yeah. th- like that's almost become the, c- the kind of normal, like the shaved heads and all that. Well, kind of, that's, like, that's like stuff. my story from, like, a couple weeks ago when I went to the comic shop up north. And the girl that that waited on looked just like one of these punk chicks, except like more tatted out and more bizarre. Yeah. It was still kind of unnerving. To They're me, serving you, know? you though, like yeah, like I still mean, like you walk walk into a local fast food thing and try to find someone that doesn't have tattoos on their necks and hands and stuff, but you can't. It's that's just the way well, life is. Well, some people hide it better. Yeah, this but one woman was like real obvious. But the one it. part where they were just trying to get a cup of coffee or something to eat, and they got kicked out. And the lady was like, "This lady's not serving us." Yeah, the French she called woman the wouldn't cop. serve him or whatever. And you're she like, was, she was scared. Yeah, probably. And, and I forgot there was a time when that was real. But I mean, when you when you when you get a okay, even if they weren't dressed as punk, when you get like a group of ten kids or biker taking game, over, a bunch of bikers over, come in, taking over like a, a your establishment, and they're kind of like laughing and getting rowdy or whatever, and you're one woman running the place, yeah, it could be a little it could go bad fast. It could go bad fast. So I don't blame. I mean. I do blame her, but I don't blame her. Oh, I know that. what you're saying. There, it's yeah. a judgment call. You're not gonna kick somebody out when there's a film crew there. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> like they didn't break that the fourth. They didn't break the fourth wall, but there's a freaking film crew. That here. is true. Yeah, so good whatever. Point. But point, anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. It was a good movie. Um, 
did it show you anything other than uh, life on the road when you have no money? Maybe a little bit. It was a nice time capsule. Uh, I would tell you, if you're a young, aspiring band, watch this movie. If you have delusions of grandeur about going on the road on without having backing and without uh, having kind of somebody financing it, watch this somebody, movie. Somebody could actually watch this movie and, and get inspired to do it. I mean, I don't know if you if, if there's a deterrent or anything. Somebody no, no, no. I just I didn't mean it one way or the other. I meant uh, watch this because you're gonna see some things that are you're gonna run into. I mean, are there like still, the are, are there it, still you know? like punk clubs? Yeah, not exclusively. Not exclusively. Now it's just like part of the whole, you know. I did laugh that part where they're saying, "We go up the fire escape to go I, play." That's funny, wasn't it? Because the one venue in Catasauqua, Pennsylvania, that w- that had punk concerts all the time was a VFW. You yeah. had to walk past the cannon and the angry vets to go down into <laughs> the basement. It was not good. It was. Wow. It was a tense situation at all fronts. Because you're walking through, and there's a bunch of really drunk, really angry veterans. But to me, in this movie, they showed like three like big burly guys at yeah, the yeah, front. Yeah. Those those fifteen punk guys could have taken them. Yeah, it would have been a little bit of pain, but they yeah, exactly. Them. I just think nobody, neither side wants it. But, but the punk guys didn't seem to be like they, they didn't seem to be violent. They weren't too. aggressive. That, I've seen guys that are punk guys that are more aggressive and nastier than those guys, <laughs> more obnoxious. I was at one. Guys. I was at a show. Mostly where, skinheads, but yeah, you know. I was at a show where they had decided it was a good idea to have a hardcore punk band and a hardcore metal band. Uh, Let's guess how that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we left early because oil and water, fire and gasoline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just say it didn't go as the promoter thought it might, because he had no concept of what he was doing. So anyway, that's all. Uh, this one, I'm going to say, it's like a six and a half. Yeah, seven. I give it the same. I give it was it a fi- it's a fine documentary. There's better ones out there. There's worse ones out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to see a time capsule of if kind you're of the punk, the, if you like punk, which I do, check it out. Yeah, it's a nice little time capsule. Oh, we forgot to mention the part where they have the the preacher for punks. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, they had, they had like a little punk for like. Well, that worked for the one, the two. Yeah, yeah I'm like, sure did. wait, what? Yeah. That, that was funny because they had the revival the <laughs> preacher for punk and for the man with the X-ray eyes. So there <laughs> you go. This is a secret religious show. Secret. Who knew? Secret yeah, there religion. You there you go. <laughs> Give me that old time religion. <laughs> Give me that old time secret religion. All right, right, that's it for this week. My name is Mal with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we'll find more hidden gems for you next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And more lies. And other lies.